Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington. And this week, we are actually following up our discussion of Squid Game, which we had in our last episode, but A, Jordan couldn't join for that one, and B, like we hadn't actually seen the entire series yet. It was more kind of a first impressions review. So now that we've all taken in the full breadth of the squid game uh we can talk about how we felt about it and then i think fairly quickly we are going to dive into a spoiler discussion but before then um jordan i mean let's there's so much to cover but but what did you think of squid game i liked it a lot i think um my the small things that held me back were uh i thought the first episode dragged a little bit and you know, it really is like an ensemble show, in my opinion. Um, and so, like, the centering there in that first episode was a little bit bothersome to me, but not like a deal breaker by any stretch. I just felt like I'm ready to get to the shit I saw in the trailer. Let's go. Um, I thought it was really, I mean, I think there's a reason why it's, I think it's either the most watched or about to be the most watched thing in Netflix original history it's a, i think they said it's on track to be but because usually they they um the number the stats they use are based on four weeks of data so i think they're um yeah they're saying it's probably going to be i think there are good reasons for that um i think it's uh takes like a genre that i think we're all kind of into or not maybe not all but a lot of people are is very popular and kind of refines it and polishes it and puts more thought into it i think it's um visually very intriguing to watch. I, I mean, everything from the score to the color choices to the actors and the cast, um, the kind of depth and and the dynamic nature of these characters was really interesting and the way that like information was released, right? Like it's released at the right time in the right place and you don't get every answer that you want, but you get enough of them to feel like, okay, cool. You know, I, I feel like I got what I needed out of this. So um, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I, I think, I mean, Anthony, you already know I loved it. But um, watching it to the end just reinforced that. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I feel the same way that it, I think when we talked about it last week, I was I liked it a lot and, and I had already sort of my appreciation for it had increased as i watch more episodes but i think the um the show as a whole is just amazing and, and one of the best things i've seen this year that i think there are probably a bunch of sort of macro <clears throat> reasons why in this specific moment this specific show took off but there's also an element of it's just really fucking good and i did not want to stop watching at a certain point yeah it was a real binge fest just you know like i don't think that there's been a bingey one for me lately like a lot of shows i'm like i guess i'll binge this maybe because i have nothing better going on or whatever but there's it's rare that i get run across a show that actually makes me want to binge it these days and this one definitely accomplished that i was like i gotta watch the next one and the next one and i finished it as fast as i could yeah it was like i gotta go back to Swood game like when's the next time I can watch Squid Game was it yeah. definitely had like it was very compelling, had a big pull to it. I also think um, it would be easy for a show like this to go astray. Like it would be easy for a show like this to have kind of like a building episode one, a really exciting episode two and kind of fizzle or move too fast or move too slow. I mean, it'd be really easy. I think to to fuck this up in terms of pacing and length and I they didn't you know like I felt like every episode kind of had its big catch your breath moment every episode had its you know oh I feel like I could cry moment you know even like a great funny moment and yeah they did a really good job of kind of keeping it alive and untangling a web in a way that didn't feel forced or fake or unbelievable but really interesting and intriguing and making you want more yeah it was very realistic i run one of these games like, <laughs> yeah i i actually have participated in a game and i've been hiding my wealth i, I won mm, that explains a lot 
we were talking in a in a pa- last week about whether you know what would be the amount it would take to to convince us to participate in a squid game and maybe i should also take this opportunity just to quickly explain to people who didn't listen last week or um somehow have avoided all the other essays and think pieces about squid game the the conceit of the show being that um a bunch of people all of whom are in financial trouble and debt are invited to participate in this game where you play children's games. There are six games total. If you make it through all of them, you win this very uh, large amount of money. I think it, it basically translates to about $38 million US, which is a lot. Although when you like write about tech and VC, like $38 million doesn't seem as spectacular as the billions of won that they're talking about on this show. Um, the thing is, if you lose, you die. And, and the, the challenges also kind of get worse as it goes along. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends well, on where you are in your life, right? Like these people are particular, like they're in debt, right? Like um, they're living yeah. on the edge. It's life-changing not- money for all of them by any stretch, right? But for I think sure. like yeah. even not in debt, like I don't have any debt, but I still think I would probably play for $38 million. And I don't think that it comes down to the money. I think it comes down to my competitive nature, like the yeah. highest stakes game. Yeah, I'd want to play. I don't think that I would be successful, but especially with these games. Well, uh, yeah, I think the ga- the types of games are... I wish they were only games I was good at, I guess, which is not, not that many. I think what bothers me it. about the games <laughs> is, that, is that there is, in many of them, there's some element beforehand that feels like luck. And I liked the value, you know, that was essentially the principle outlined within the games that it's fair and equal it feels like the kind of pick pick this thing with no information and that will determine the course of your game feels a little bit like not fair and equal necessarily um which i mean i don't know how did you guys feel about those factors in the games i felt like it was fundamentally sort of a lie that I mean I I under, I like the idea that the people organizing the games had this ethos where hey we're doing this insane horrible thing but there is an equality to it and and our, and and in our view like an equality that doesn't exist for these people and a fairness that doesn't right. exist for these people in the real world but I think that idea falls down as soon as you examine it I mean one of the basic things is a lot of these games, if you're not South Korean, I mean, some of them, they, they are like there's that starts with the red light, green light. And, and most I think most Americans at least also know what that is. But as you start to get in some of the other games, cultural knowledge is really important. Um, and then, like you said, there's a lot of luck, although maybe probably if you were to talk to the to the organizer, the front man, he would say, well, luck is itself a kind of, you know, we're not right. dictating equal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, like, valid that, like, luck is distributed sort of, like, by chance, right? So it's not really something that you can claim an advantage. But I do think, overall, it's the fiction. And then I think if you look at, like, if you just look at the people, that like, if you look at what's behind the games, like, it starts to make more sense of, like, why they think that this is equal, but it is actually not and it's very obviously not once you just start kind of like investigating it a little bit so um that part i mean yeah i like the idea that it was like and i and i think it's compelling to the players that it's like oh right we're on equal footing we're not at a disadvantage in the same way we are out in the real world but i do think it's also fictional and i i think the creator knows that it's like the creator of the show knows that it's not a real egalitarian playing field right well and i was also gonna say like i do i think that one of the things that's special about the show is that and we're reminded of this several times that like this was a decision that was made by the players like no one captured them no one forced them you know to do anything i mean maybe it could be said that they weren't fully aware of the stakes of the game going into it right at least the first time around um but like 
everyone who's there through the majority of the show chose to be there and knew what they were getting themselves into, which I feel like is a different, you know, when you think about things like Hunger Games and Battle Royale and some of this other stuff, that's like, you know, like kidnapping and forcing people to do this nasty game. We're talking about people who chose it. So I thought that that created a sense of empathy kind of on both sides. I mean, I'm not saying that I condone creating a game of this sort, but like, I also, Come you on, know, they had, there was okay. some level of, pro <laughs> game of this sort. there was some defensibility on the side of the game makers in my mind. I guess my question to you, Jordan, is will we offer a version of this or not we, unfortunately for me, but will you offer a version of this at the next disrupt? Oh yeah. This will be the better battle battlefield upgrade. Yeah. Battlefield plus sure. battlefield pro version. Um, <laughs> We'll develop a huge pot. We'll say, you can play. This has nothing to do with pitches, no Q&A. We are going to be yeah. playing startup games. We could create some startup games. And the only difference is you'll be eliminated. And then we won't know. We won't right. explain what that means until a, later. A TechCrunch staffer will shoot you in the head. <laughs> Biggest numbers of warm recommendations. Go. Yeah. <laughs> or warm references. I think it's like, like we were talking about like what... Because we talked about what you play it for, and I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, for almost any amount of money, and it's because there's no real stakes. That's what's great about it. Like, you lose, you're out. But <laughs> in, it's fine. It's fine. You're just out. <laughs> they're really good about it. They, feel, I feel like they're, except for the, the well, I don't want to get into spoilers, but like, generally speaking, they're pretty, they're pretty efficient with their exits. So I kind of like that about the game. I feel like that's one of the better attributes of the game. I, I would say just to sort of close and, and move into spoilers is that if you are considering Squid Game for some reason haven't watched it yet, just watch it. The or only if, reason if you're not to participating in Squid Game. <laughs> the only reason not to watch it is if, if you have um, a weak stomach. I mean, it is really yes. violent. I mean, there are long stretches of the show, especially early on, without any violence, but when it gets violent. It gets really violent. If that's not for you, I feel bad in the sense that this is just such a great show that everyone should watch it. But yes, that is the only reason not to watch the show. Yeah, that's the one reason. Uh, actually, my mother kept, was asking me about it today because she was like, can I watch it? And I was like, well, she's going to give it a shot. But it's, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're sensitive, you have to like be prepared for it. Uh, just for gore and violence right and then yeah hopefully you can make it through hopefully you can make it i feel like as a comparable like if you if you overall enjoyed parasite despite the violence that happens in that you're probably gonna be okay although there's more of it but there's just more show my girlfriend julie she actually we watched Parasite together and she was one of the people who couldn't stand Parasite even even though the, the amount of violence is not that much but when it happens at the end it's it's pretty brutal and so I was like yeah, yeah. you can't watch this sorry or actually yeah. I, I was just like oh this is the con conceit and she was like I'm not gonna watch that <laughs> like fair enough um but let's move into spoilers so if you have not watched the entire first season of Squid Game you should stop listening now um and Maybe the, the first place to start is, Jordan, what you were talking about, the, that element of choice. Because I think that was one of the first places where the show really broke with my expectations. Was I thought, because especially in that first episode, there's a big emphasis on how the, all the guards and everyone are explaining, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be eliminated. You'll be eliminated. But no one asks, hey, what does elimination mean? So you think that people are just going into this blind and... In a sense, you know, half of them were because they played red light, green light without knowing that, and then they half of them got killed. But everyone else had the option to leave, and in fact, they it's in the contract that if the majority of players want to leave, want to end the games, the games will end, and they do a vote, and then it does ultimately end with um, ending the games um, just by one vote. And there's a whole episode about people going back to their lives and seeing how horrible their lives are. And so most of them do return and play. And that was really the moment where I was like, oh, this show is really good. That was that was the turning point. But I do think, and I meant to bring this up even pre-spoiler, but like, I feel like to uh, Jordan's point about the choice, like I 
think the choice is more fictional than it appears. And that's kind of what comes through that episode, right? Like, they do technically have a democratic choice, but then the choice is... They go out in their lives and realize choice is no choice at all, which I think is part of... It's tied up with, like, how... It's, like, like the also the fiction that this is more egalitarian than the society out there, right? It's, like, if you look at it... If, it, if the whole thing, if the whole competition is, like, a microcosm of capitalism or whatever then they actually have no choice they have to participate and also um they are not on even footing even though they're meant to be on even footing right yeah so i agree with that um but it wasn't like the i mean and this maybe i'm wrong about this so i'd love for you guys to clarify but in that episode where they went back to their real lives it felt like somehow their lives had gotten worse but that didn't feel like manipulation or uh, interference by the game makers just that the microscope of it was clearer to them of what where the path that they were on and while I don't believe that misfortune or poverty or kind of any of the tragedies in life are solely the responsibility of the individual who's you know kind of been befallen with them there are choices that led up to that life, right? Like particularly when we're talking about our first, our, our main character, what is his name again? Gi-hun? Gi-hun. Gi-hun. He has a gambling addiction. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, you know, addiction is disease, but there's a, there are choices that led you down that path, right? And so... Um, yeah, but I mean, that's a fairly, that's a fairly Western capitalist, perspective on like what is choice and what is not right like so like a more uh if you were a more socialist constructivist person you would if you were say, canadian well, no but if you're canadian you would say like actually what caused him to make those choices was his social circumstance right it's like the yeah the de- social determinism of like well you're just the intersection of all these points or maybe you have agency within this but like the points have you have boundaries and they're, and right. they're sort of prescribed. I right? mean, I like like I'm trying to say. I think that there's a balance between the two, right? Like w- mm-hmm. that we see toward the later episode that like the debt in South Korea is on the rise. It's you know outweighing yeah. almost every other country because the restrictions on loans have been you know essentially taken taken down. So of course that's like a circumstantial societal thing that is impacting people. You know, but then there are also choices that are made by the individual that both combined equal the outcome in in my mind, right? Like you can't yeah, say yeah. it's solely one or the other. Um, well, you you can't. It depends on your your right. your overarching philosophy or ideology. Because some people would say no, like people don't have no choice. People are purely a product of their circumstance, right? And I think I don't know. He, here you get. Uh, I think there's something in that, you know, once the people are placed in these special conditions, they express themselves quite differently than they did on the outside, right? And, like, especially Gyun, I think he is the main sort of, like, demonstration of this because he's basically a different person when he's in the game versus when he's not in the game, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I Because, like... I think overall it's a very strong criticism of capitalism and particularly how it's expressed in South Korea and how the system kind of like leads to just sort of like overwhelming individual debt. And I don't think it puts much responsibility on individual choice, except maybe as expressed through the character of, uh, oh goodness, that his, you know, his main foil, what's his name? Sangwoo. Uh, yeah, Sangwoo, right. Right, I mean, to me the where the choice comes in is less about the idea that, oh, these people are all guilty or or they deserved what they got, but it comes in in the sense that how bad must things be in order for somebody to willingly participate in this game? And and that, you know, regardless of, I mean, certainly I agree that like, there's a, that Gi-hoon in particular, you see he's made, and, and everything we hear about, about Songwoo as well, um, yeah. that they've both made like really bad choices and, and um, right. that like, but Song Wu's more even than than yeah. Gi-hoon seems to be like. We just get fewer details. We get fewer details, and 
But I, so what the details they do provide, it seems easier to excuse his choices on the outside. I feel like if you were just take them at face value based on the information we have, his seem more guided by like there was nothing else he could do in that situation. Gihun. He was kind of a victim of his own success. Yeah, Gihun, and then uh, or no, no, wait. So Gihun no, is the one. No. Who basically he was like try he like went on strike was like the strike was like yeah. really broken and his life is sort of Gihuns gone in this feel more spiral. like oh you made a bunch of bad ch- choices along the way whereas you know accountant guy he's the one who's like seems like it's like well you know he 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 would just ended up in really deep waters and then had to try to keep afloat or whatever right but like not necessarily through any fault of his own. I mean, we don't, don't really know that exactly what his choice is. But you don't were. know. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You. But I think that, that more broadly, it's more like, well, that, that the point of a lot of what we see in those in those episodes is not to say that... Because I do think we can get pulled. In, and, and I think part of, you know, there, there is an interesting question to be had about, again, like sort of the intersection of, of um, personal choice and societal circumstance. And it almost becomes more like a, a devs type argument of like, does free will even exist? But oh, yeah, yeah. certainly... I think the main takeaway is that, wow, things must be really bad if um, if people choose to participate in this game. Yeah, over and over again. Right. For many, many decades, <laughs> as we find out. <laughs> right. And and then, um, you know, I, I guess so in, the, in those, um, I, I think probably you were even alluding to this in our last episode, Daryl, like episode six, Gan, Gan, Ganbu, where they play the marbles game. That's probably like where it really starts to feel incredibly emotionally brutal but are there any of the games before then that you thought were, were also worth talking about because i mean each of them is, is interesting in their own way certainly the tug of war i thought was was really uh, tug of intense. war was very intense and i think that things definitely heightened i think playing as a team changed the dynamic of a lot of things for mm-hmm. the players right like it was very like me against the world up until tug of war and then some bonds and kind of factions started to form. Um, And the notion of trust is kind of woven throughout the entire show. Um, And I think that that played a big role as well. I think there were, you know, the old man saying, here's the strategy and everyone kind of believing him and getting some motivation from that. And then I think it was Sang Woo saying, we've got to take the risk in taking three steps forward to trip them was a big moment of trust from a lot of people that had no trust, not just for their team or for players, but for anyone on the planet, yeah. you know? Um, so I thought that was an interesting one dynamics wise. I thought the honeycomb thing was interesting just as a concept. And again, pulls in the idea of choice, your choice before. And again, it plays with trust, right? Because Song Wu knows what the game's going to be. And specifically yeah. well, that was the allows we got that like he's willing to undercut all because before then you're like he could be a good guy, guy. he knows this guy he's yeah, his buddy yeah. you know and he actually did make an effort to kind of like save him in the first game right where he was like stay behind mm-hmm. someone don't move don't look yeah. at me he was helpful yeah. yeah so um you think like he's gonna be that kind of character and he ultimately reveals himself to be willing to you know, let someone pick the umbrella. And that just as a game was also an interesting one to watch. I, I like didn't, un- you know, that's like a cultural thing that I was just like, I don't know what, I don't know why this is so difficult one. And, you know, I've never done it before. So it was interesting. And that's also another example where you realize that, oh, this game is not fair um, because some people picked it. Because that's a game where you're basically using like a little needle to try to um, remove a shape from a honeycomb without breaking it. And so some people have triangles and some people have umbrellas and obviously the umbrella is a lot more difficult. Yeah, that I like that one. I did like the I liked the dynamics of the tug of war tug of war one too and that was like the positioning of it was necessary to really make the Gangbu episode mm-hmm. become like even more impactful, right? So that was well done. Uh the glass one was actually pretty cool too. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, God, that would be so... Like, that one was the one where viscerally I felt like, uh, I wouldn't want to do this. <laughs> like, the order of it was so bad. That was the one where the egalitarian 
concept was really thrown, <laughs> thrown out the window. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right. But it was also the one that's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's just as equal as in society, right? It's like the person who's like, well, I did it myself. Um, and who paved the like, way. Who was yeah. born into a middle-class family in America. It's like, no, you picked the number that was at the back of the fucking cube buddy you didn't you watched you're everyone else yeah on the in the blood of everyone else whose glass shattered but then there's also strategy involved in the glass game too right like that one was well i like glass man glass man was the best <laughs> glass man was the best but he was also like i mean he was kind of a dick and awesome at the same time he was like fuck them like i don't need them to live like they didn't try to save me but also i could save you guys behind me just don't push me you know like yeah yeah well, so let, let's talk about the Marvel game first, and then we can talk more about the Glass game, because that comes later. Um, the, in the Marvel game, so up until this point, it's either been a free-for-all with, with not really a competition. It's I mean, not really like one winner. It's just like you have to win for yourself. Be in the group that yeah. survives. Yeah. And then tug-of-war is the first one where there's a clear winner and loser. And and part of what that means morally is is in the... Other games, the players are just playing to survive. This is the one where the, the first one where they're actually playing. Your victory kills somebody else because you make them the loser, which is pretty interesting. And, and um, the first, I mean, you can see the effect of that in the um, on on our sort of main characters who all end up on one team together. And you're like cheering when they succeed, but then they cut to them in the elevator and all traumatized by the fact that they almost died, and also they've just killed. A team of, of 10 people um but that's just yeah, the warm-up that's the first one where you have to be respond directly responsible for someone's death right? yeah and then and then in episode six you choose a partner and you th- everyone thinks that this is a partner they're going to be playing but, you know it'll be similar to tug of war they're on a team it's them against the other teams instead your partner is your opponent and you're playing marbles and whoever loses the game of marbles is killed. And so the, basically, the per, as they put it in the show, you've probably picked the person you're closest to in here, and now you have to try to kill them, get them killed, essentially. Yeah. It was pretty gruesome, you know? I mean, the pairings themselves were heartbreaking. I think the hardest one, you know, I definitely had feelings for the old man and uh, Gihun, uh, cause that was clearly, they had a bond that was special. Um, mm-hmm. but you also had this feeling of like, this is an old man with a brain tumor who the likelihood of him making it through the next couple games is low. And, you know, Gihun has pretty much done what he can to kind of protect and look after him and, yeah. So I mean that was the only thing that made it so that Gihun remains a sympathetic character because otherwise what he's done is horrible. But you're in your head, you're doing that kind of same arithmetic where you're like, well, it's clearly it's clearly paining him to do these things, and also he must be thinking in that direction right. in the same way that which are, is right? I mean both completely understandable and horrifying to have to think that way. Yeah, yeah. Um. But then the one that hurt the most, I think, was Ali and oh, Song Wu and how that all played out. Because, I mean, Ali had to be the most most sympathetic character, I think, right? I like agree. he was yeah. the one with the most open heart. He had this baby and wife at home that he was trying to protect. I mean, he did kind of fight his boss, but his boss was an asshole. Uh, oh, other, totally deserved Deserved it, it. Yeah. well-deserved. And so, I mean, he really didn't step a foot wrong throughout the whole show in terms of, like, morality. Mm-hmm. was very kind of, like, loving and respectful to his team and working, wanted to work together, wanted to serve and, you know, to be double-crossed by Sang-woo the way that he was just broke my heart. It was really a hard one. The reason he dies is because he trusts Sang-woo. Um, who, who basically t- talks because basically he it is this weird thing where they say there's actually no rules to the marbles you can play whatever marbles game you want you just can't use violence um, mm-hmm. and so a lot of them they do this very simple game where it's just you're guessing whether it's odd or even in, in somebody's hand um, and so Ali is actually has all but won the game and then um, Songwoo convinces him oh, oh actually you know what like we'll 
of course they're going to go into overtime essentially for the teams. Well, that- and he has he has one too, right? Because he's it's in a position where like because of the nature of how they're doing the turns, he he won by default. Like all he had to do was physically utter the words of like odd. Oh, I choose the odd, and then you yeah. lose, right? Because there was no secret left, but. Yeah, it was it was brutal, but it was also I was that one was the one where like looking back on it, you wonder too. It seemed like it did seem like at least uh, he was conflicted, right? Like, um, God, God, I lost the page again because I'm an idiot. Songwoo, Songwoo seemed at least like troubled by the decision, right? But willing to do it. But then when you look back at it, he started the whole thing with like, "Okay, you're strong. I'm smart." let's partner up and i you kind of think like it worked out so perfectly like did he have a suspicion that maybe it's going to go this way and if it is i can manipulate him most easily Mm -hmm. right like yeah you never know with him i feel like there's too much calculation going on that you can't be in ever entirely i mean it's one of the reasons he's such a great character you can never be entirely sure how much he's playing the game and how much he's like forced by circumstance to do what he has to do right yeah i mean i i think yeah, I mean, all of those pairings are, are brilliant in, in that segment where it's the um, the uh, North Korean defector and, and the girl who's kind of become her, like tagging along with her. who and, and that whole sequence where she's like, why don't we, you know, fuck, like we don't need to spend, waste our last 30 minutes um, in, you yeah. know, playing an elaborate marble game. Let's do one game at the end. One of us is going to die, so let's tell each other our deepest secrets. And I mean, obviously, that serves a dramatic function if you get more backstory, but is also brilliant. Where you're like, yeah, that that's kind of if I was going to go, that's how I'd want to do it. Yeah, and they did such a good job too of bringing her in, even though they had they had really only introduced her one episode prior, but right. then they did. It still was very emotionally resonant. Like they made it work, uh, even though she was a late comer to the kind of cast of mains that they had. And uh, I wanted more of the uh, the husband wife though that that game. Uh, I'm really oh man, I know because they were just like they just showed it and you're like oh it seemed, and then they and then they just never didn't address it until a later episode. But I kept thinking like what happened with the husband and wife? Yeah, like how did they not just like make a decision? I mean, because you saw the I forget their names, the North Korean and then her little kind of friend girl um, yeah. who just like kind of I felt like were really smart about it. They were like. Why would we yeah. spend one of us is this is going to be our last 30 minutes on on the planet. So why don't we spend it just trying to be human with one another and we'll bet it all at the end and call it a day. That felt like a smart way to go about it, which even in a, as a husband wife would be a smart way to go about it. Or you would just make uh, start negotiating on I want you to live. No, I want you to live and, you know, yeah. come to a conclusion. Yeah, well, they. I thought that like their most likely outcome was like okay we'll just decide to die together but maybe they had a kid or something to like try to provide for and that's why they wanted to go. There is way. also an element of when you know the rules of the game and and the fact that you might die like maybe you just send one person in the couple but I don't know that's also I I don't know how I would make that decision. No, yeah, I don't know either. Well, also they had this thing throughout where like there was like no one's gonna choose the woman to partner with because it was seen as a, a disadvantage. So the husband, I think, thought he was like being noble by siding with the wife in that case. But yeah, it was. I, I yeah, I meant the game in particular, like even going in, like I would just. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh right, yeah, because they choose to come back. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, they're gonna do a whole. Maybe there'll be a spinoff on them. <laughs> I hope so. Prequel, prequel. spinoff, prequel. Right. Yeah. So th- so then the the game after that is the uh, the glass game that you alluded to, which is definitely the craziest. It's uh, a glass bridge, and there are two pl- two pieces of glass basically at each step, and apparently one is tempered glass and can hold up to two people, um, and then there's the the other is just regular glass, which will just shatter as soon as you put um, your full weight on it. And you have to cross over. They also had the players just choose numbers without knowing what the game would be. Um, and, and you know, basically, if you're number one, you're fucked. There's no way you're getting across yeah. because you'll... There's... And Guillaume almost chose number one, but was convinced. That was amazing. This this guy <laughs> comes so in. Good. So Guillaume is, is being indecisive. 
and, and it comes down to one or 14, I think. And so he's trying to figure out, is, is, it, is it worse to be first or last? And he decides he's going to yeah. choose one. But instead, this guy comes up to him and begs him and says, listen, my whole life, I have just let myself be led around. I've been passive. I need to take charge of my life. Please let me take number one. And Gihun, being a nice guy, is like, sure, all right, go for it. And then as soon as they, they play the game, uh, the guy looks at him because he's just like, oh, I just completely fucked myself. And it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's a chef kiss moment. That was really good. I, I do think that if somebody gets really technical, like I, I sometimes think like I have friends who when they watch something like this, they think about how they would beat it. And it's definitely something where you have an instinct like, well, why don't you just like walk along the the like railing in the middle? But presumably the guards would just shoot you if you didn't. St- st- yeah, step yeah, I the think glass. that would be considered a violation because they're pretty they're pretty strict about like, well, that that's not a that's not a workaround with like other things they're like no you're you're dead from that right like oh you blinked or you moved your you, you sneezed or whatever like you're dead in the red light green light thing yeah there's they're no not like, there's not a lot of exceptions right to yeah. yeah they don't call it a ref and the ref doesn't come out and go like well like, all right i'll uh, keep going. <laughs> um but there is like weird leniency leniency in other things right where like where they like oh i have to pee you know it's like well you're not supposed to pee during lights out time oh, between but like games, between games. right yeah. yeah so it's like i could see how it could be confusing but i also wonder about the whole kidney or like uh or uh, operation organization and like or the organ i guess all organ harvesting operation and how that's not gonna have so many people and like how they communicated it and got that coordinated and then also the guards like are they just paying them a lot of money? Because they all seem really fine with it, but the rules are really strict for the guards. Right. right? Uh, I thought they were going to reveal something at some point where they were like, they're also uh, playing a game. It's just different, but it's like a game of authority or whatever. Or not necessarily but playing a game, but also that they're probably in a, in a they're indentured in some way. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. Situation financially. Um, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't bring that up. Uh, uh, maybe I mean could be for future seasons. Who knows? They got lots of room to yeah. to go with this one. Can't wait to see the um, f- the more of the faceless European and American <laughs> rich people. <laughs> let's let's talk about that for a minute because actually that's in the same episode as the the bridge game. Is that we are introduced to the I don't know if they're necess- they're they're at least financial backers of the game. They're not the creator of the game. We meet him later, but but they're they're VIPs as as the episode title yeah. uh, identifies them, and they they show up to to watch the final few games in person, and they're all white as far as I can tell. I mean, they're all wearing masks, but but they all read as white, and they all have the most laughable American accents I've ever heard. Yes, well, American and European, but they're all like. That's me. I'm the best one. <laughs> I hate these guys. Don't you like six and sixty nine or whatever? Like they're always making terrible jokes, but in like, yeah, in like either a robot created your voice based on like a, many samples of real voices, or I don't understand why they do the the. It almost felt like a video game, actors. you know, like yeah. it felt like NPCs yes, yeah, in a yeah. video game, you know, like, well, I chose yeah. 69 because it's the best <laughs> number. <laughs> You're such a sleazy guy, you know. Well, if I can't have 69, I'll take 96, you know, it's just like very and and especially with masks on. It's very NPC. Like it definitely felt like they were like AI or something. I think on some level, that has to have been intentional. That they're just, I mean, there are a lot of elements of the show that are kind of cartoony, and this is the most cartoonish element where they're not believable really at all. They're just pure grotesquerie. Um, and yeah, that was fun. I was fine with that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it didn't actually take away from the show for me that they were so ridiculous and caricature. No, it felt but, like a uh, perfect, like it was like the p- right way to do it almost. Like, yeah. you know. Like just very unreal, um, as yeah. an element. I hope none of those actors are those actors are listening to our podcast. Like, oh, I thought I did a really good job. I thought that there was depth and dimension to my character. <laughs> if they thought that, I, I think they've already been disillusioned of that at this point. 
But <laughs> so the bridge game, the way it ends is with, as you said, there's like um, three of kind of the, a lot of the characters of our main characters have already been killed off in marbles. And then actually some a few more are killed off, like including the gangster and this kind of over the top crazy woman they they kind of she kills him in this oh, kind that of murder scene yeah. which i liked that was perfect i couldn't think of a better way for those two to go because you knew they had to go and i like that she yes. got revenge on him but i also like that she survived despite not being paired up i forget what the oh the reasoning was oh yeah like sometimes people aren't chosen during the children's games and so it's like that <laughs> that was too and we don't want to encourage why that they didn't, why they didn't kill her yeah yeah um which was uh, fine i mean i knew she wasn't dead because they didn't show a body and also she hadn't exacted her revenge right but that and then they killed off um the the north korean refugee a very sad scene too like between games right right yeah so like the, but so first there's this bridge game which ends with the final three behind this guy who's like oh i'm an expert i worked in a glass factory i can get us through but then the and this is the light refraction this is another example of like how clearly the they sort of put their hand on the game organizer put their hand on the scale they turn the light off so he can't see the the refraction for the final step um but at the end of the day they just took away his unfair advantage so they would all be equal again maybe i suppose so so then sangwoo just pushes him to and (laughs) he falls to his death um and so the final three survive, and th- this is probably one of my my favorite moments for Sangwoo is that um, Gi-hoon then confronts him, like, why did you push him? You couldn't wait. Like, and then he asks, would you have pushed me if I was there? And Sangwoo just says, well, don't ask, why are you wasting your time? Like, you, this is how you are all the time, just can't make the tough decisions, and now you're just wasting my time with stupid questions, which to me is a way of saying, yeah, dude, I would yeah. totally have pushed you. And you would have pushed me because that's the game we're playing. If you think you wouldn't have pushed me, you're lying to yourself right now. Yeah, because the, the the guy was refusing to proceed and wanted. Who's like it, he did a smart move, which was like, oh, like I don't need to continue to go. Like somebody else has to go after me or whatever. Or, right. You know that was what the gangster did. Sorry. And then she just jumped in, like got him because it, it was like, which was very clever too on his part. I liked him. He was he was the like. I will be ob- openly callous and manipulative. Like, I'm not going to really... There's not questions about my thing. I'm uh, outright evil, and I'm trying to figure out the cleverest way to, like, screw everybody else and shortcut to the to victory. Like, when he realized... Right. Know, by by killing someone uh, outside of the game, that if you kill people outside of the game, it just dwindles the numbers, and it's not against the rules. So, as you said, then there's sort of this... Uh pause period where they they're fed these uh delicious looking steak dinners um and they're also dressed up in tuxedos and a nice dress um did we talk about what the like one of the least egalitarian moments was when the they shot the glass and it ended up injuring (laughs) the girl like that seems unfair she won the game and got yeah and got stabbed in the gut she got like a glass in her stomach and i'm not totally clear on what would have happened if she'd just gone to a guard like i feel like if i'm organizing the game i would give her medical treatment yeah i think they would have but that that was a cool there was like that was like the most special effectsy moment in the show for no reason at all they like shut the glass <laughs> and then it was very slow motion slow-mo nicks right in slow motion but they and then it turns out she also got got stabbed right and and that's like pretty bad but then so then um Gihun tries to get her medical attention he comes back and she's dead um and and in fact like the uh the staff has brought in like the sort of cutesy boxes slash coffins that they that they cart everyone away in and he gets really mad at, at Sangwoo in this way that I was like oh maybe it's like a tragic misunderstanding they both think that they killed her um, and then, really, then you realize, no, Sangwoo did kill her. He went over and yeah. stabbed her while he was banging on the door because he felt like that was what was needed to get to, to finish the game. And this is after, uh, this is also after, like, he, uh, Gi-hoon was going to go kill Sangwoo and she said, don't do it. Like, you've essentially right. upheld some level of morality. Like, you've kept your side of the street clean somehow in this game for the most part don't do it now you know 
Yeah. Really secures him as a as the villain. But I mean as if he wasn't already, but like you're like, okay, everything else like you did it kind of like you were put in a situation where maybe this is the only choice. But right. this was the one where he like opted to go do something to right. expedite. Right. And I think I mean his argument would be that look, the whole thing is coming down to only one of us is gonna survive. Right. Although they never make that clear they never make that explicit. And and then because it's like never declared like, yeah it's yeah. never like but it's just like i think it kind of just given the winnowing that takes place it kind of becomes clear that that's going to be the case and then the final in the final game you know yeah there's a winner and a loser and and yeah. so you can tell that uh which i have to say this as an example of how i'm really dumb sometimes is one of the things that's really exciting about the show is you're just seeing that what's the game going to be what's the game going to be and then, what? like, I was sitting there oh, for the final game. For <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they're like, oh, it's Squid Game. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, right. that makes sense. Because they introduced uh, it at the start, so it has to happen. <laughs> and it's on the name of the right. show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're, we're almost out of time. So I just want to, like, sum up really quickly what happens, and then we can talk about our reactions overall to the final episode. We have to, because we need to talk about the <laughs> Yeah. So Sangwoo and Gihoon, they fight. Um, Gihoon ultimately wins. But he gives Sangwoo an out. He says, uh, let's just, let's agree now to end the game. We can still end the game right now. We'll just both walk away without money. Gihun instead stabs himself in the net. The yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so that, uh, you know, so it's kind of, I guess part of the idea is like, so it's not all for nothing. Um, and then yeah, Sangwoo gets all the money. Himself, yeah. I'm sorry. And again, then Gihun gets all the money, but he does not spend it for a full year, which is kind of baller kind of fucked up because there are these other people he's supposed to help out um, he becomes but cool and yeah and then he, he he is summoned to meet with the organizer of the game who turns out to be the old man who who joined just because he, he thought it would be fun and help him feel alive and also because he's about to die so he sort of has less to lose i suppose if he does get killed at some point in the game um and then the old man dies and gihun does finally make good on his promises, saving uh, the defectors, her, her brother, taking her out of the, him out of the orphanage, giving half the money to Sangwoo's mother, who also adopts the, the defector, I mean, the, the, the boy. And then, um, and then Gihun is about to fly to, to America to see his daughter. I'm sorry. Instead, he decides. I'm sorry. We can't well, leave out very the part where part. he dyed his hair red. <laughs> yeah. He dyed his the, hair. The this most important amazing part. <laughs> shade of red. Amazing. So good. And I, I, it was one of those cultural things where I, I was like, I think he's supposed to register as slightly nuts, but maybe that's just what rich people do. I didn't Korea. understand at all what that meant. I thought it was like, is he a bad? Is he a badass now? Does do they? Is this? Does this <laughs> yeah. is badass in South Korea? Because I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Why did this happen? It, I mean, I think there's a lot of people with red hair in Korea, right? Like, I think that like there's a lot of wild hair colors there. So I, I. What made me exactly? That's why I'm confused. I think it was supposed to be a moment of levity. To be honest, like I don't know that there was like huge mm -hmm. significance. It was supposed to be like, oh, he's taking action now, right? Like he's gone into I will take action mode and start doing something. But I think it was also supposed to be like a moment of levity where he like looked at the pictures and there's this like woman with like purple, like eggplant lipstick bright red hair and like a shaggy look and he's like oh that's the look i want <laughs> and yeah. just wears it the rest of the show i thought it was pretty funny i thought it was very unusual it was hard to read it's not even in the the wikipedia description of the last <laughs> episode which is a surprising omission but i need to find out more about because yeah i didn't know how to read it either i did read it as like it's pretty humorous but then i was like I think he's supposed to be cooler now, but I it really could not tell. So, and so then it ends with, and we've left out a lot of plot stuff because there's a ton of plot, especially in the final few episodes. But Gihun decides that he he actually gets a hold of a card that basically he realizes the game is being played again this year, and he calls him. He says, "I'm I'm gonna fight you," and uh, gets off the plane when even though the game organizers tell him explicitly not tell him explicitly that he has to get on the plane. And then the show ends, um, which I have to say I was not crazy about as a final scene. Oh, I, I thought it was fine. Like, I, I like the idea, even if it leaves off that way, we never get any more of this. Like, I thought that, that was mm -hmm. a good way to end it. 
I think the one thing that the one question that still lingers for me that I really want answered is like how the masked leader, not the actual organizer or beneficiary, but like the top dog oh, of the, the front game. Man. Yeah, yeah, front man. How he went from being a winner of the game to then being the front man. Right. If he's wealthy, why would he choose? Why, to be yeah, like how did that? It, is it some sort of like rule or succession plan or like bring them into the game so they're more guilty so that yeah. they can't go tell on you? Like but maybe he believed in the ethos behind the game. Um, actually, this is at least what the creator has said in um, in interviews is that the thing he's most interested in exploring in season two would be uh, yeah would would be the That's... front man's backstory. I think that'll that would be, be interesting. I think that'll be really good. And then maybe what will happen is Gihun becomes the front man by the end because he, whatever revelation, he also experiences it. Maybe. Or maybe he takes down the front man for like, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'd like to see that. I would watch that as yeah. a show. Also, the cop's going to come back for sure. Everybody knows that. Clearly. Because they never, didn't show us a body. Yeah, and so. he got shot in the His shoulder. Brother. Like, pfft. Yeah, anybody can live through that. So officially, there's not any. You know, they haven't greenlit a, a second season yet or oh, anything. Come but on. this is the most popular thing in the world right now. It sounds like the creator is willing to do a second season. There will be a second season for sure. Yeah, and then there'll be an American adaptation, and it'll, uh, it'll be terrible. Did you guys watch? It'll with be the like the Snowpiercer adaptation. <laughs> I watched with the subtitles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Me too. I, the only time I didn't was when. Uh, my partner's daughter had a friend over who wanted to watch some of Squid Game, which I wasn't even sure was allowed because they're 14, but we did. And she was like, why are you watching it in Korean? It's in English. I was like, it's not in English. It's in Korean. She's like, I really, I, I think it's easier to watch when I put it in English. You know, you can do that on Netflix, right? It's like, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm capable of reading. And I would rather not see silly wow. American voices come out of I, these yeah, Korean I actors. Mean, but. This kid is the real villain. Yeah, yeah, the real we villain. All know, and it's true for all time that subs are better than dubs. And uh, yeah, subs so over dubs. That's a settled, settled debate. I think you can make the argument for animation, but um, certainly for live action, subs over dubs. Yeah, you can you can make the argument for animation in rare cases where they spend like millions of dollars to hire super mega good actors for like Miyazaki movies or right. something maybe but that's the only case in which that's acceptable end of wow. story all right well <laughs> end of story so if you have seen the first round of squid game have thoughts on the show on a review shoot us an email info at originalcontentpodcast.com uh, you can also tweet at us at Original Content, and we always appreciate it when you subscribe and leave us a positive review in Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. Jordan and Daryl, I will see you at the next Squid Game. Good luck. Yeah. May the odds be ever in I'm your the favor. winner. I'm going to win. No, it's me. <laughs> <laughs>